1: break with nick eatman david hellman ambar garcia and Derek eagleton
2: it's thursday september twelfth, two 2019 season 15 episode number 42 welcome to another edition of the break we're live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star and uh, we're going to talk a little bit of washington defense today um dave has his normal Uh, Scouting report on these guys. Probably the better part of their team, I would guess. But we'll talk about that as as we get into the show. Uh, We'll also get into some injury updates. Uh, How's everybody feeling this morning? Mm.
3: Great. Wow. No, I feel amazing. (laughs) Thank you, Dave. Thanks for bringing the energy. I'm good. Great, grand, wonderful, ready to go to our nation's capital, watch some football. Yep. Yeah.
4: Right. I, feel, I feel good, too. I was listening to some reggaeton earlier. Some what? It's reggaeton. What's that? Reggaeton.
2: It's a genre of <laughs> music.
4: I don't know. Okay, How do you, you describe it? I don't know. It just makes you kind move your whole body. All right. everyone, I didn't know yeah. I didn't know if
2: it was music or music. art or yeah. something else. Okay, listening. good.
4: Listening. Got it. Yes. Got
2: it. So it's music. So I feel
4: good right now. Yes. All right,
2: cool. Were well, you doing any dancing or just listening? No. Just listening. Yeah. All right. How are you, Nick? I'm great. You good? Yes. You look like you're intently reviewing nope. some notes so that you're ready to tell us some amazing things about this matchup between the Cowboys and the Redskins.
5: Mm, no, but I'll get there. I'm sure I'll come up with something here. You know Look.
2: what we haven't done in a long
5: time? Uh, Yeah, we, went we, to the Six Flags. Jesus. I don't know. Well, I went over we, the
2: 4th of July.
1: <laughs>
2: we haven't had a, a story time with Nick in a long time. You got any <laughs> stories from the Redskins <laughs> from the that Red maybe Skins. you want to?
5: Yeah, you could think about it. We could get to it later if you want to get to actually, it later. I just actually was working on a top ten List of like the best wins ever in Washington, Uh and so I was working on that. And yeah, it always takes me back to my very first game with the team in nineteen ninety nine when they were down twenty one points in the fourth quarter, came back and won in overtime. That was good. But you know what I had to put on the list was Dak's first win up there. You know they're zero and one. What's going to happen here? You know the Giants. You know the, is he is he the right quarterback for this job? You know they lost the first game, and then it's going to Washington. Des is saying he wants the ball more. Blah blah. And all of a sudden he goes out there and then wins the game, and just wins ten more after that in a row. So I thought it was an interesting win.
3: I uh, do think Ed, I'm, I actually wrote about that this morning. Is this is the exact same thing that happened in sixteen home game against the Giants, road trip to play Washington, back to back to start the season. Doesn't really mean anything, but it's an interesting coincidence. Yeah. All right.
2: Let's uh, let's get some updates on some injuries. Yesterday, we uh, we find out. There were three players that did not participate in practice. That was Tavon Austin with a concussion. We mentioned that yesterday. Tyrone Crawford, who we didn't talk about, has a hip injury. Um, and then Luke Gifford, as has been the case, uh, continues to, um, to have an ankle injury. Talk to me about Tyrone Crawford. I think that's the one that was most interesting, caught my eye, because I hadn't really heard a whole lot about that before.
5: Well, it's the same injury he's had all off season with the hip, so I would assume it's the same one. But I, I think it's more a precautionary thing okay. just to kind of – Hey, let's let's give him a day, you know, let's don't just overload him. He was out there today. I I would imagine he though, was back today. I okay. would imagine he'll be. And it may be listed as limited.
3: I think mean, it's something to watch. I don't yeah, like maybe that's going to be a Wednesday thing. Again, I think you're going to see this. We didn't talk about it last week cuz it happened after the show, but Sean Lee didn't practice last Friday for no reason other than just to limit the wear and tear keep him off his feet right he obviously played I think you're going to see that a lot this year where it's just you know they do vet days in training camp I think they're going to be doing that in the season this year I don't know yeah. if that's what that was for Tyrone because he is still coming back off of that hip surgery so he kind of had a vet day in the game wow. Sean Lee Oh, well, oh! I was like, "Damn!" Just right, just gonna saying, jump right in, 16 like sixteen snaps, okay. sixteen snaps for Sean Lee. He's the I Sam. Think, yeah. He's the
2: Sam linebacker. It's yeah. I mean, is that is that different than what your expectations were for his role in this team? Sean?
5: No, it's not really. What you expected, I mean, it's right? just what it is. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, limiting him on Friday and limiting right. him on Sunday. It's Sean Lee. Yeah.
2: It almost it does it does become a little bit curious to, curious as to why you would need to give him vet days if his his role on game days is so limited which it looks like it is
3: he's 32 years old I think I don't keep him for I don't care whatever keep him fresh yeah we'll see I, I'm curious if tip you know typically like we always say like if you're up and moving around on Thursday it means good things for Sunday but keep an eye on Tyrone um Tavon Austin was not at practice again today Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I'm I'm making mental preparations to play
5: without him on Sunday. Another guy, what one care, one catch? You know, I he, 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 he played. He was out there. He was doing stuff. He was the guy doing a lot of those jet sweeps. He reverses. Had,
3: he had one catch for eight yards. But I am intrigued by what we saw from him because he was doing a lot of the jet action. He was the guy looping through the backfield on the fake handoffs all the time. They moved him around the formation. That and that would be, that would be great. Like, you, I think you said it Monday. Like, they're going to have to f- do that to get defenses to honor it. So, yeah. And, I mean, he's not healthy. He's probably not going to play. But when he is healthy, if he could give me one to two catches a game and a couple carries and be part of that, that's awesome. That's what I want from him. And you know, I don't want him to be this major part of the offense because he hasn't proven he's able to do that. But he could be a really fun kind of gadget guy. But I, I would he, love for Pollard to be that. What about Jordan Lewis? As as you start to see
2: Zeke kind of work more into the offense to where he is getting the bulk of the carries, um, unlike this last weekend, I would love to see Pollard take on that kind of role of using him like that. What do we always say about these coaches? I get it. I'm
3: saying what I would like to see. I'm not not holding my breath. You you may in time. You may in time. But, like, I I mean, it's pretty – they don't trust him to – pick up a blitz on third down. That's why Jamez Olawali was in there as much as he was. So. Well, this
2: takes that away, though. If he's if he's lining up in the slot...
3: But what I'm saying is, if they don't trust him to stand in the backfield and deal with pressure, then they probably don't trust him to be doing 18... Because Tavon was doing a lot of stuff. He was lining up in a lot of different places, moving around. like well, Tavon didn't well, block... They, I think that is different, though. I think that is different
2: because I think picking up the blitz is not just about trusting him to know it. It's also trusting him to be able to have the physical capabilities to be able to take on a linebacker that's coming at him for a blast.
3: I just don't think they want to put a lot on his plate right now. That's my impression.
5: I I think they drafted him to do that. They drafted him to do those kind of things, and Mm -hmm. I think Tavon was doing it and not staying in the block. So there's different – I think when Zeke's out there – Whatever the role that Tavon had, I'd like to see Pollard do it. I, I think he can handle that. Maybe he can't handle a blitzing linebacker. Right. But he did it in the game. I, I asked you, I was like, is he okay? Because I mean, like <laughs> yeah, he was down there. It didn't,
2: yeah, it didn't look like he was going to be okay, He but, wasn't
5: favorable. Yeah, but
2: that, I mean, that's part of the thing, too, of getting in the NFL and, and building up some strength and some confidence sure. to take on that blitzing linebacker. That's not always easy.
4: Well, speaking, I mean, you guys are talking about injured guys coming back and maybe their roles. Uh, I know a lot of people in doing the Periscope yesterday with Brian, you still see a lot of people concerned about Zach Martin and his back and what's going on there. Do you guys ever see a possibility of them just kind of rotating him out with Xavier Sofilo to maybe kind of protect him throughout the season, his wear and tear? Since he, you know, last weekend they took him out, but obviously they had a lead and it wasn't that big of a deal.
3: I don't see that. I see him getting vet days and things like we were talking about to limit the wear on him in practice, but Zach Martin is. Not during game day. He's in that class of player that, like, if he can go, he's. First of all, he's gonna. I mean, he's like Jason Witten in the sense that he doesn't want to come off the field, assuming the game is in doubt. And then he's that good that. You, I mean, Xavier Sufilo has played well at times for this team, but, like, the drop-off from Zach Martin to him is pretty steep. And I just – I mean, if he's healthy enough to play, then he's healthy enough to play all the time. Yeah, and that's I, how I see it. That's just
2: also something that you don't tend to see around the NFL very much because offensive lines play as units, and so they don't necessarily want to rotate like they do at other positions. Yeah. It's kind of like quarterback in the NFL. You know, in college they'll do it some, but in the NFL, it just that's just not something that teams – traditionally do doesn't mean they can't i just don't i don't see the cowboys doing that again like dave said for one of their best players but in addition that just because it, it does create issues of continuity with your offensive line if you're kind of rotating guys in and out i think
4: no, I agree. Just throwing possibilities you know, no, out there, absolutely. you know, for fans that keep asking about him, and, and they concern. may they
2: may get to a point in the season where, you know, if it's if his back continues to be a problem for him, he might get to a point in the season where they have to give him a week. You know, we saw that a few years ago with Tyron, where you know he kind of just it was some of those lingering, and then it got to a point where they just had to give him a break. And so you know, that could happen. I think that's the whole reason why you keep a guy like Xavier Suafilos because you have confidence in the fact that he's a veteran that can step in when you need him. Um, and so I think that the Cowboys are in a pretty good position there. But, yeah, they, I think
3: that's the extent of it is if Zach has to come out, you got
4: Keep a, going a suitable replacement.
3: All yeah. indications are positive. Like yep. he came out because they were up by 25. He's practicing yep. this week. He's limited yesterday, which is great. Last week he was not practicing on Wednesday, right? right? I so, th- and that's just going to be a thing. You right. know, And, and it, it bothers people to see the word limited, and I understand that. But it's... It's for his own good. They're trying again. They're trying to limit the stress they put yeah. on him when it doesn't count. That actually seems to be an improvement that he's limited yeah. this week. All right. Uh,
2: real quick, before we go to our first break, I did also want to mention Darian Thompson and Donovan Wilson both limited in practice yesterday. They have been out of practice, so hopefully that's a good sign for both of them.
5: Yeah, and I got the sense Thompson's probably going to be active this week if okay. he can if he can go. I mean, he had the high ankle sprain uh, a few weeks ago, um, but. Just looking at special teams and who and they're working on with kickoff return, I could see him being being up there this week. All I don't right. know about Wilson, though.
4: If he comes back, okay, by the, whenever that is, Wilson comes back, what happens then? What do you think the guys do?
5: Well, that's a good question because Robert Quinn's coming back um, next week from suspension, and somebody's going to have to be moved off the roster. Maybe it's defensive end or line. Maybe it's a safety. Maybe if Thompson and Wilson are back, maybe Kayvon Frazier's the guy. I don't know though. You typically get
3: a roster exemption in that situation, right? Like, or do the um, early part of the week is that what you saying? Yeah, until so you move them, right? I'm well, I'm wondering. The reason I ask mm-hmm. is he had a broken hand. He didn't practice for the latter part of training camp, and he's been out for two weeks. So, do they just plug him right back on the 53 the minute he gets here? That's a good question. What are the options? I well, him. if they get a roster exemption, they can just carry him for a week, and he's allowed to be here, but he doesn't count on the 53. He can't suit up. Got so it. I, he can get, but he can be here. He, he can could practice, be here to go to meetings, right? Okay. So, which I maybe I should ask around. Yeah, I don't know. Question. I mean, they got a roster exemption for Zeke. I don't know if they'll get one. Yeah. For and we
2: Glenn. haven't talked much about his injured injured hand. So you know, maybe maybe the injured hand isn't quite ready. That's what Who I'm knows. saying. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh,
5: I mean, getting ahead of a few days ready. <laughs> I I mean, just judging off the fact that. Typically, that injury is is maybe one week. I mean, Demarcus, uh, Demarco Murray, I think played with it. He yeah, Emmett he did, Smith he did. might have missed a game with it, but for the most part, he club that thing. What up was Orlando
4: Scandrick's? Was it similar? He Where he had something with his oh, hand? Yeah, I think he had
3: a finger. I might be misremembering that.
4: But I remember he came back pretty soon, and that was his injury looked nasty. So. I would guess I would mm. guess
3: that Robert Quinn is okay, but yeah. he's still. I mean, he hasn't practiced
5: in probably a month. Yeah, so they've they've got to cut a defensive end there. You I would think, think. Yeah. that's just too too many people there. Yeah, I mean, I you already have Taco and Tristan Hill that's inactive. I can't imagine adding another one in there. Alright, let's
2: go ahead and take a first break We'll come back, we'll talk about the Washington defense Dive in a little bit about that defensive front We'll do that when we come right back This is DallasCowboys.com Radio
0: While a player can look good on paper It's when he's out on the field that you really find out What he's made of That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats And scouting reports when building their team When picking a tractor It's why you should rely on more than just Specs and features You've got to take it out and put it to the test the Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. Jack Black. Right now you can get the
2: Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just $10 with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word teamjb. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black
0: Starter. 10 bucks free shipping. The excitement of Dallas Cowboys Football is back at AT&T Stadium. Places going crazy in Arlington, Texas. Don't miss your chance to see the Cowboys live when they host their NFC East Riders, the Eagles, Giants, and Redskins, plus the Green Bay Packers and more. it
1: works his way through
0: and walks the dog. Single game tickets are on sale now. Get them before they're gone. First and goal, quarterback sneak. Prescott pushes up the middle, touchdown. Visit DallasCowboys.com to get your tickets today. Back to the break. Welcome
2: back. It is the second segment of the break live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at Star. Uh, let's talk about this Washington defense, Dave. Uh, let's break down what, what, what you saw as you started looking and watching their film from last week that would uh, be applicable uh, for this matchup versus the Cowboys.
3: The Washington defense, or as I like to call them, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Because <laughs> they're everywhere. Are they? Yes. They have five Alabama players on their defense alone. Hmm. Duron Payne. Jonathan Allen, Sean Dion Hamilton, Ryan Anderson, and Landon Collins all played for the Tide. Okay. So uh, needless to say, they got a lot of talent. They've spent a lot of lofty draft picks on their D-line. Payne, first-round pick. Allen, first-round pick. Anderson, I believe, was a second. It's right in front of me. I don't know why I say believe. Uh, Second-round pick. Sean Dion Hamilton, sixth-round pick. Not so much uh landon collins was obviously a high second round pick he came over from the giants he didn't go to alabama but i think uh they might have gotten one of the steals of the draft in montez sweat the uh mississippi state pass rusher arguably the best in the draft who fell all the way to mid second round because of a irregularity with his heartbeat or something like that um so they have a lot of talent and a lot of it played in the sec um Fortunately for the Cowboys, Allen looks like he's not going to play. He sprained his MCL in that game against the Eagles. And you could tell because I thought, I mean, their run defense just kind of fell apart as soon as he left, at least by their standards. The Eagles ran for 130, four yards per carry. Not crazy, but his front's been pretty good over the last couple years. Like Allen specifically – I just had, like, he wrecked them last year in both games. They won one of them, but, like, he was just a one man wrecking crew. Um, So it's big that he's not going to be there.
2: At what point in the game did, or at what point in the game did Allen go out? First half. First half. Second quarter. Was there a noticeable difference in their run defense from when he was in it at first to when he
3: left? How do I want to answer that? Like, it, it didn't just completely, you know. It, it, it not right away but as the game went on second half classic the Eagles are on the field for the entire thing mm-hmm. and all of a sudden where you hadn't been seeing it 19 yards 12 yards 6 yards yep. that's you know classic okay. um, and it so like I said I don't know 4 yards per carry isn't some insane number but they were just cr- like consistently having success and a lot of it happened later in the game when Allen wasn't there and yep. um, they still have talented guys. I think this is going to be a, a fun game to watch in the trenches, and that's really the whole thing for me. Because what it, my my big note here, um, I don't think their cornerbacks are good. That's what I wrote down while I was watching tape. Um, Josh Norman's still there. I think he's still a good player, but I don't think he's what he was four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they have Quentin Dunbar, who's limited by a knee injury right now. He. he He was getting torched. Uh, And Landon Collins and Monte Nicholson. Landon Collins is a great player, but he's not like this coverage stud. He's box safety. He's versatile. He gets tackles for loss. He does all that stuff. But uh, Earl Thomas, he's not. So I think this is a really favorable matchup for the Cowboys passing game. But can their offensive line hold off the front seven long enough to make that happen? Because Ryan Kerrigan is a stud. That's Lyle Collins's problem to deal with. I was
4: breaking a plate yesterday with Brian and he 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 just pushed him like he was nothing.
3: LC told me last year he's like that's that's like the biggest challenge I face every year and and not trying to throw shade but he was like like Von Miller, Khalil Mack, those guys are great, but Kerrigan gives me fits more than they ever did cuz not only is he a good pass rusher but he's so physical and his motor is so relentless. Uh, add him to Duron Payne, who's, ba- I mean, like the Vince Wilfork, just space-eating, taking on two guys at once, cleaning things up for your linebackers. That's that's what I'm watching is how Connor Williams and Travis Frederick deal with him. I mean, Zach Martin I don't worry about as much, but how do you deal with Deron Payne just trying to wreck the inside of your offensive line, basically. Yep. Um, you want me to just keep talking? Sure, absolutely. Okay, well... Brian Broaddus had probably talked about this on the other show. He's absolutely in love with a linebacker by the name of Cole Holcomb, who is from Carol- uh, North Carolina. He is a, He's a rookie, and he started. So fifth-round pick starting for a defense with this much talent on it. I understand why. Um, he was a guy Brian loved coming out of college. Loved him. And, and the, Cowboys, the Cowboys loved, loved, him. loved really? him. Ben Bloom was very sad yes. that he was – first of all not a cowboy and on top of that playing in the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's slippery. He gets through the tra- gets through the trash. Got a really high motor. <laughs> yeah. Never takes a playoff, just Thanks finds his us, finds his way to the ball. Um, no, but he is he's a really good player. Like he, he gets through blocks. He gets he gets to the ball. Uh, knife. I love the word knife. Nice. Knifes the into the backfield. <laughs> um, so that's something to watch. I didn't see and it's his first game I didn't see anything from sweat from a pass rushing perspective but he is a very active player like he had he had five tackles he got off his blocks he stopped several runs for two and three yards instead of letting him go longer so that's gonna be something fun to watch he'll that's probably Tyron Smith's guy which I like that matchup a lot I mean he is a first round pick but a rookie going against tyron yeah. Give the edge to the vet. They did only have one sack in that
2: game, so right um, for as much passing as the Eagles did,
3: and it was it was a long, drawn out play. Wince was like trying. I mean, he stood back there, then tried to step up, and it was it was a guy. You know, for all the talent, it was a guy I've never heard of before. I can't even find him on the depth Who are chart. You? Yeah, seriously, Mackenzie uh, Ca- Casanova McKenzie not familiar with his work but yes yeah. hey, you got sec.
4: that name casanova you better be careful i ain't much um
3: landon collins is probably always going to be down near the line loaded box that's yep. i mean we talked about that when he was with the giants Great. for years no I, so that's my point is if i had to guess and i'm not a coach but like i wonder how that and i asked demarcus where this last night on the happy hour podcast like after watching what dak did in week one how do the redskins respond because their strength is to try to play big boy football and shut down the run game is that what they're going to do here or are they going to try to redirect and worry about the the passing game and and say well we'll take our chances with a light box and maybe zeke is going to have some success i can't really see that happening I can't either. I think teams are going to make the Cowboys prove that they can do that on a regular basis. As they should. As they should, for sure. So I expect to see Landon Collins down there. I expect to see them really focusing on limiting the ground game. I hope that's what happens because I think this is a favor. Like, seeing what we saw from Cooper and Gallup and Cobb, I think this is a really favorable matchup against those cornerbacks. Like, I don't think very much of them. (laughs) I just don't. I was going to ask the question – what is the weakness
2: of this defense? Is it the cornerbacks? Is it the defensive backs?
3: uh, One game, but I wasn't impressed by what I saw. And Monte Nicholson, he's an active player. Like, they blitzed him in this game. He comes down near the line a lot, too. But, again, like, I'm not scared of them in terms of their coverage abilities, either one of them. Um, Norman, uh, Alshon Jeffrey turned him around, like, two or three different times. I'm just like, if that's your best corner, I like Amari Cooper's odds there, and I definitely like Michael Gallup's odds going against uh, Jimmy Moreland and Quentin Dunbar. Like, I think those are really favorable matchups. So, let's see how the offensive line plays. Because if they were as good as they were in Week One, then Dak should be just fine. Yeah. Like, it's where it's if Kerrigan is pushing Lyle Collins back into Dak's face, or if Deron Payne is just blowing up double team blocks, and Dak has no time. That's where the problem comes from.
2: Yeah. So they gave up two 40 plus yard passes uh, to Deshaun Jackson. Was that more about Deshaun Jackson's speed or was it
3: just the cornerbacks were just bad? Deshaun Jackson's speed. Okay. Josh Norman gave it, both of them, I think it was the same play, honestly, because yeah. they were both trips formation to the right and DJX was in the slot. And Josh Norman was like 10, 15 yards off the line and it didn't matter. Like he just got behind him. Which which we've seen that before. Deshaun Jackson is a rare breed. He is a rare breed, but like uh, I definitely would try that with Gallup or Cooper. I mean, they're pretty fast. Yeah, they're not slow. Right. So, and I think there's plays to be made there. All right.
2: Let's go ahead and take our final break. When we come back, we got some questions rolling in from some fans. We'll get to those questions. If you want to send them, you can send it to me on Twitter at that at Derek Eagleton, and uh, we'll take those questions for you and we'll answer them here on the air. We'll be right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh
3: it's
2: okay.
0: Just okay. What's not too. It's right
3: above the subway.
2: Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the...
3: That's my neighbor, Angus!
0: A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's best network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS1 score September 2018.
3: It's time for Tailgate with the Otterbox Boys. Otterbox? The makers of those crazy protective phone
0: cases? The one and only. They're also wild about protecting parking lot parties from sad drinks. It's why they made elevation tumblers.
3: Rumor around the crockpot is they're made from stainless steel with a copper lining
0: to keep temps hot or cold. True, they even come in seven different sizes, up to 64-ounce. The growler. Mm. I like how OtterBox drinks. I mean, thanks. And that's been tailgating with the OtterBox boys. Check out all the colors and sizes of their elevation tumblers at OtterBox.com.
5: Back to the break. Join us for the first official Dallas Cowboys away game watch party presented by AT&T this Saturday, September 15th. Enjoy a festive game day atmosphere on the Tostitos Championship Plaza at the Star in Frisco. The Cowboys take on the Redskins. It's free and open to the public. Activities included live DJ, autograph opportunities, and more. For more information, go to thestarinfrisco.com. Make hey, sure so you check it out if you're here in the local area, Dallas –
2: Fort Worth, uh, Frisco, on. Plano. Any of the surrounding cities oh,
3: makes sure you check. Any
5: out. of the 37 hold on, hold on. cities that make this place Something up. didn't I know something didn't add up right there. I knew Saturday was not. It's Sunday. Yes. Wow. Sunday yeah, Sunday, September, September the it says Saturday, sorry. Saturday, yeah. September 15th. It's Sunday, September the 15th. Yes, on Sunday for the game. Happy birthday, mom. It'll be a noon kick
2: time, so Make sure you get out here and check it out. We'll actually be doing our pregame show from uh, the plaza. So uh, Brian and Lindsey Cash Draper will be out there.
0: Me, Brian
3: us. You say plaza? Did I say the plaza? I say plaza. Plaza? Plaza. You say pajamas or pajamas? Pajamas. Who says pajamas? Somebody. I say pajamas. I say Plaza. You want me to sing Ella Fitzgerald next?
2: No, okay. I don't. All right. All right. We're going to take some questions. You guys hit us up. Uh, actually, we can also, I think, take phone calls. Caden, I think we're, we're set up for that. 888-855-2297 is the number. So give us a shout there. We'll also take some questions here from Twitter. Uh, we'll start first with a question from Brian Stim. We didn't really talk about this coming off last week's game, but what did you guys think of Frederick in his first action back uh, following the injury? Didn't
5: notice him. That's great. That's a good thing. I think so. Yeah. They, I mean, they did everything they wanted to do. He wasn't sacked. The red zone was perfect. Dak was perfect. Didn't see any snaps go over his head. Didn't see anything. I mean, any penalties on him? I don't know how. It, I mean, I think he played. No, if you ask him, he probably said, "Oh, it was it was average." But that's just him. I
3: yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you just said. Which we talked about it Monday, but I mean, Zach Martin has had seasons where he only got flagged twice. Right. So I'm curious to see how how he builds on that. Like, I mean, will this injury, will that be a trend because
5: he's bothered by his back or is it just crappy luck or bad calls? Or I, I thought they got him on a tripping. I thought that was a good call. And, and I always get surprised when the refs see that, you know, because they zoomed in and they saw it. it was a good call by the refs. But the other one was a holding penalty that I'm still not sure they called it on the right guy because I just I, – I don't know if that was a holding on, on Zach, but Mickey didn't think so either. <laughs> the day Mickey agrees with a call against the Cowboys will be He was pretty quiet up there. He, he sits day. he sits behind us next to Amber and he was quiet. I mean there was there was not he's he will get on the officials from Oh up there. yeah oh will. my gosh. Oh yeah
2: he will. All right, let's take a question from Jake Benoist. Um, he says is Kerrigan versus Collins the biggest matchup of this week's game?
3: I think it oh, is. That's a good one. I really think it is. Uh, and like I said, Payne against Williams and Frederick and maybe Martin to some degree. But yeah, I mean, that's a really good left end. I think you know Sweat Sweat's going to be a, a pretty or a hell of a good player. He should be. But I'll take Tyron all day in that matchup in his second career NFL game. But like I said, LC has told me himself how much he <laughs> hates going against that guy. Or not that he hates it, but that it's a you know a tough matchup. So. And that's really, if Washington's
5: going to have success, it's because Dak's
3: not going to be comfortable. So yeah.
5: I think it's huge. I don't know if this what one on one matchup this is, but whoever's got the responsibility of a guy like Chris Thompson, I could just see where the Redskins kind of can move the chain to keep things going. Keenum is a smart quarterback. He's going to find a, you know a way to get the ball out to him. Um, I don't know who that is. If it's Xavier Woods, if it's Heath, if it's the linebackers, everybody. But Chris Thompson as a guy, I think it hurt him if they if they don't pay attention to him, and he just sneaks out with these screens and st- stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's one of those kind of players that, that always scares me in a
2: matchup like this because they do have that ability to just kind of take something and turn it into a, a big mm-hmm. game. Um, and it's, it's hard sometimes to account for those guys because, you know, it's not really – it's not like a receiver that's going to just line up over here. Like, you, they can move him around. They can do a lot of different things with him. They're going to be looking to create mismatches with him um, in favorable matchups. So right. I think that's going to – that that definitely is a player that, I, that I, I'll be watching a lot this Sunday. Let's um,
4: back to Kerry. Like, I think – I mean, we've seen Dak throw well when – he's on the run so i wonder if we're going to see him get out of the pocket and go to his left mm-hmm. more to get kind of away and then take extra a little bit of extra time to complete those passes but it's going to be interesting like i said watching those plays against Lyle Collins he he makes Lyle Collins look like a little kid like weak and Lyle is not weak mm-hmm. so we'll be We'll see how much strength he gained during this offseason.
3: It's going to be fun to watch. I'm sure you saw it floating around, but pro football focus gave him the highest grade of any offensive lineman in the league for week one. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, that's really impressive, but we know the Giants don't have great pass rushers. Well, right. Ryan Kerrigan's great. So, <laughs> if he keeps yeah. it up this week, then it says a lot.
2: So All right. Let's take a call. Actually, we got a call from Brandon in Kentucky. Brandon, what up?
1: Hey, how you guys doing? Good, how are you? Great. I'm doing pretty good. a uh, long time listener, first time caller. Thank you. <laughs> um my question's kind of a future into the into the season question. Um I'm a big Madden player so I'm always playing with Cowboys and thinking of trades. Um what kind of trade could you see, realistic trade you could see this team making um future into the into the season, maybe around the bye week of a position that we might need to improve on.
5: Mm. Well, um, Thanks for the call. Yeah, appreciate it. I, I think right now, I mean, you don't want to knock on wood here, but I mean, I think they're pretty good on most positions. Um, it would have to take probably an injury or something like that th- to create a void where you're like, okay, well, maybe we need to go get some help. I just don't see where where you have that right now. I'm not saying this team is perfect, but to go make a trade – so I, I, it's hard to imagine. And look, it was just last
3: year they traded for Amari, so yeah, anything's possible. But it doesn't seem like they have a need that's so desperate that they can't wait. Unless somebody got hurt, but maybe they could offload some talent if somebody else is desperate. You know, yeah. this is a team with a lot of good offensive linemen. Um, I, I wouldn't want to do it, but they got a lot of good cornerbacks too. I mean, Jordan Lewis has played so well. If somebody offered you something, I mean, what would what would somebody have to offer you for you to be like, uh, okay? Mm, Jordan Lewis? Mm-hmm.
2: Third or higher. Yeah, third. I agree. What he was. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, I feel like I, I'd rather just,
3: and, and I'm even kind of, no, I'm a little iffy on the third, just because. I am through the roof with how good he looks. Yeah. And when you think about the fact that Byron's not under contract, Anthony Brown's not under contract, I don't really like the idea of getting rid of him. Right. But. Somebody gets desperate and really wants him. Yeah, you always have to consider these things. They
4: would have to give me a second,
2: right? Nothing it, less. I kind of think I'm with you. I, I'll, I'll change mine. I think I would go to second, just because. Like again, you can never have enough good cornerbacks. We've seen seasons where it starts off where you got cornerbacks, and all of a sudden, a rash of injuries, oh. and then you're you're strapped.
5: Okay, so so what if it was for um, Anthony Brown, a, f- a third round pick for Anthony? I'd Brown. be I'd be more open to that. Okay. So. That being said, then then as we're moving to the future here, when Brown's contract is going to be up here, he, I think you just say, "Hey, great pick, sixth round. Good luck to you. Move on, right?" Because yeah. if you are not taking anything better than a second or third for Jordan Lewis, then he's your third quarterback, cornerback next year, no doubt about it. You yeah. can hopefully you get a
3: comp pick of some time, some type for Anthony Brown if he doesn't resign here. It Might yeah. not be a third. It would have. I can't imagine him signing that big of a contract, but maybe a fifth. Yeah. Yeah, fifth, extra fifth round
2: pick, but I it would have to be something that blew my socks off for any of them. I like, yeah. I like the depth well, they got then, right now at cornerback. I wouldn't mess with that.
3: We have we've already discussed the possibility of trading Taco. I don't think you would get a big price for him, but that's just about clearing a spot. No, <laughs> opening yeah. a spot. Yeah, that, for sure. You know, it could um, happen. It, it sounds. It doesn't look like they're,
2: they're like obviously to make him a healthy scratch. When Robert Quinn comes back, he to me, he's the one that has the bullseye. And if you can get a sixth or seventh-round pick for a guy that just
3: doesn't seem like he just fits for you, then why not? The Patriots got a sixth-round pick for a guy that they had already cut. Like, they cut Demarius Thomas. And they're like, okay, we'll bring you back. You're a vested veteran. And then they got a sixth-round pick for right. him a week later. So that would be nice. Yeah. All right, uh, let's take a call from Trey in Mississippi. Trey, what up?
1: Hey, how you guys doing today?
2: Good, how are you? What's up?
1: I'm glad to be back listening to the award-winning Cowboys break.
2: Thank you, sir. Appreciate that.
1: Uh, uh, So I see a lot of fans kind of down about Tony Pollard's usage, and I think that they're saving that package, or his package, until we really need it. They're going to see how far we can get with just running what we're running and try to save some of those wrinkles, because it's a marathon, not a sprint, of course. And I kind of feel the same about the D-line. We didn't get a lot of pressure last week, but correct me if I'm wrong, it seemed like as we got our handle on the game, they kind of went a little more vanilla and we're kind of just like, you beat your man, you beat your man. We'll save these exotic blitzes until we need them later on in the season so we don't put all this on tape so far. Um, I'd just like to hear what you guys think about that. Hoping for a good win against Washington
5: this week. All right, thanks for the call. I mean, I'll take the Pollard stuff. I mean, you know, the first drive of the game was three and out, maybe, or, or they had to punt, and then all of a sudden they score five in a row. And after that, the whole game's difference thirty-five to ten. And I mean, so what? What point? I just don't understand the Pollard stuff. I mean, that's just like, oh man, I I wanted everything to be perfect because there really wasn't. Opportunities to kind of show that stuff. You didn't need it. You scored five touchdowns in a row. And when he did get in, the game was different. They were running it up the middle, and that's not his game, especially with with some of the guys, you know, backing up. So I I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah, maybe saving it. But just at, at what point did they like? Man, why isn't Pollard involved? I mean they did everything they wanted to do. Well, I didn't take the impression that the that the
2: caller
3: was saying that Not there
5: was the a caller the, the fan he's talking oh, about you. the fans yeah, yeah, whoever you. is yeah, yeah, he said
3: people were upset that yeah. Pollard didn't get used more. That's, That's kind of irrelevant. I, but yeah, I I think, I, I
5: agree, heard that. I kind but. of agree
2: with him though that that maybe there's more that they want to do with him that they didn't necessarily need to do in this game, um, yeah. and also they were having to, they were really trying to you know not not overuse Zeke as well. So he probably got a lot more reps at running back than he will get, I would assume, as we're five six weeks into the season, barring an injury, he's going to get maybe half that number of reps at running back, I would guess. Right? Would you guys agree with that, Paul and Zeke? Yeah. No, no, Ze- Pollard. Yeah, Like, they won't be splitting carries. It no, won't no. be 13-13, and 13, right? No, it will so, be. So there's other things I would assume that they're going to – other ways that they will work him into the games, and I assume there are more of those kind of things that are to come down the road.
3: I would hope – and I just said, I mean, if he was healthy, I think Tavon would do more of that stuff right now. But hopefully it will incrementally increase as he gets more and more comfortable. Um, I mean, I hate to disappoint the caller, like – Rod Marinelli's never been known for exotic <laughs> blitzes. I yeah. mean, maybe, I mean, Jalen Smith and Leighton Vander Esch are going to blitz from time to time. I don't think he's saving any. This isn't Rob Ryan where people are blitzing from eight different spots. I mean, that's never been Rod's thing. But I do, like I said, I think you get to 35 10 in the second half and you're like, all right, we're basically sort of going to play prevent and just right. make sure we're not giving up 60 yard plays. And. I, the stats are skewed because of that. Um, it's not an excuse. They do need to play better. They allowed way too much to the run. But yeah, like I don't I, think they I were think...
4: trying to save anything. I, I don't think you go into a game with all your your plays there lined up and thinking, oh no, we're we'll, we're gonna save this for. Well, no, not three going three into whatever. the
3: game, but once you take a thirty-five to ten lead in the third quarter, you're not gonna be. You're just yeah, not gonna play the game point, the same way.
4: What I mean at that point. you're you're basically done what you were gonna do, right. you know. Well, oh, I sure.
3: will say this though: after the
2: game, when when the media was interviewing Kellen Moore, um, he actually did say that he said, you know, there were some things that we didn't have to show today uh, that we ended up being able to say for for later. Yeah, we didn't um, get to see
4: the red zone,
2: right? But no, my point my for point example. is just there there schematic things that yeah. that maybe they didn't have to show because they were able to to use a certain part of their playbook. And and still be able to get success, and it didn't make them have to go through. Every, it didn't make them have to show everything that they're able to do, and that's just the nature of how you organize these games. Like it's all based upon the matchup. You go into a game with a matchup. Your playbook may be a big, huge book. And you may take, you know, a quarter of that and say, "We think schematically, based on what we see this defense doing, these are the kind of plays that we think we're going to be using and what we're going to do to try to affect them." And the rest of our playbook, we know it. Our players know it. We can use it if we need to, but we don't think that's probably going to be a part of this particular
3: game plan. I wish I, and it will, it would never happen like in the media. Like Kellen Moore is never going to let me report on that, but like I would love to get a detailed understanding of the way that all works. Because like I, fans don't understand it. I definitely don't understand the whole thing. But, like, Kellen Moore said something on Sunday that really struck me where he was like, yeah, that play was one of our openers. Like, you know, we designated it as something for the opening of the game, and we didn't get to it until, like, the third quarter. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like... That's fascinating. That like you're making these decisions just based on the looks you're seeing on the field, and and ninety nine point nine percent of us really can't even grasp that completely. You know. Yeah. I wish I would love to talk to him for like five hours about Deep how all that works. Blue. Ooh, yeah, but again, like, why would he They're put that in do, the media? Yeah, they would yeah. never let us do that.
2: But that would be a great.
3: It would be that would so be a great. Great.
2: great uh, video just to be able to dive a little deeper into how that all works. Yeah. I'm, I would be fascinated by it as well. All right, guys, we appreciate you joining us. We're back tomorrow. Uh, we'll get you guys ready for this game. We're going to tell you who's going to win. Uh, Nick will give you his predictions for the game. Dave will tell you what the score is going to be. And Amber will, I don't know, maybe do both. How about that?
4: Just sit here no. and stare at you guys. <laughs> is
3: tomorrow going to be your first one where you pick both teams, or are you going to yes. wait and do that I've later? I've never
4: done that before.
3: Oh, okay. I
4: just don't like choosing a score.
3: I must be misremembering. Mm. I, feel I pick like, a winner. I feel like she picked both teams to win at least once last year. <laughs> we all picked the Giants last week, right? Yeah.
2: That'll be the question tomorrow. Will we get a foursome that'll pick the Redskins? I mean pick the Cowboys over the Redskins. That'll be. Nobody interesting. Nobody picked the Giants, So you said it no. Wrong. We all got. I'm sorry. Yeah. We all picked the Cowboys. Yeah, right. Last over week. Over the Giants. Yes. Yeah. So it'll be interesting tomorrow to see if we get anybody to I'm jump not, off the I'm ship. Not
5: picking the Redskins to win the game. Oh. You didn't have to say that. You, you could wait give, until tomorrow. Give it away. I mean. It's fine. It's okay. I, it, mean, I mean, that's
4: pretty obvious. I don't think anybody here. Their can cornerbacks are bad.
5: Insult. I mean, their defense is bad. I mean, everything, their it, cornerback, right are are I mean, look at it. defense isn't bad. Their cornerbacks are bad. All right,
2: appreciate yeah. you joining us. we are back tomorrow until then for Nick, Gibbon, Dave, Helmet, Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
1: about this, Cowboys? Yeah!